0: What's up, guys? Today is Thursday, the fifth, two thousand twenty-three, and we are excited. We are excited for a new year. We are excited for what a new year is going to hold um, for Real Men Talk. We're going to be talking a little bit about it. Um, you know, we've had some some exciting things happen in in two thousand twenty-two, and we are extremely, extremely happy about. Um, what the Lord did with this podcast last year, and we are looking forward to what he's going to do this year in 2023. Um, we'll be talking about uh, Demar Hamlin's injury that happened Monday. Um, we'll be talking about um, some some other things that have been going on. And so we're excited. We're going to jump in right into it. I'm here with Kyler South, so let's get started on Real Men
1: Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What's up, guys? I'm here with Kyler. What's up, Kyler? Hey, guys. What's
0: up? All right. So we're going to jump right into this. 2023. Today is Thursday, the 5th, 2023. We are in 2020. Like, it just it just kind of blows my mind. I'm going to be real honest with you. 2022 flew by so fast.
2: Yeah, it was like it didn't even happen. We just no, I passed mean, passed right by. Like here's 2021. We were just so scared of anything else. Let's just get through 2022. Move
0: on. And it it flew by so fast. I'm like, what? What happened? I mean, the next thing you know, it's Christmas, and you're you know, we're scrounging around trying to get everything done for Christmas and all this stuff. Get things ready for for the new year. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. Yeah. You know. And I'm like, man. But um, you know. Our last podcast, which happened last year, <laughs> last it Thursday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you like what it did there? <laughs> yeah. Those
2: dad jokes coming
0: in real good. Yep, there you go. So we talked about some of the stuff that the podcast had done last year, and we are so excited about what the Lord did with the podcast we were in 18 different countries you know we um we were in the top 15 percent of all podcasts globally shared um and and it's just it's just exciting it's exciting to see where what God has done with this and and he's taken it to every corner of the earth and it's all it's it's a God thing it is absolutely one hundred percent a God thing, and I give Him all the glory and all the praise. And that, is, you know, and if you're new to the podcast, that is our goal. That is our goal to to bring glory to His name, to bring truth, to bring um, to at, be an advocate for Jesus Christ, and that you, as a listener, can be it, can be uh, strengthened. Can be exhorted, and can know, and can be equipped with the tools that you need to be the man that you need to be to lead your family, to lead your community, and to lead your churches. And um, we we hope that we do the best job possible um, in this in this podcast that we you know we can we can give you those tools that you need to be equipped. Um, I remember several years ago, I had started the men's ministry at our church, which is where the the podcast was really birthed out of. You know, we have Real Men Ministries um, here at the Palace of Praise, and uh, Real Men Talked was birthed out of that. But several years ago, I don't know, good grief. I think it's been like five, probably five years ago, um, and the Lord gave me a a mandate, and that was to equip men. Um, you, you know, men are what's the word? how how can I put this? They, I like to call it extended adolescence. Um, sometimes, you know, where where kids they been, they just stay in this state of of boyhood. They never really cross over into manhood, and a lot of it's not really their fault a lot of it's because they have no idea what a man is mm. and even if they have some kind of of, of scheme uh, or some kind of thought of what a man really should be they have no idea what that looks like practiced out because it's it's not that way anymore mm. and so god gave me this mandate to equip men and for ministry and purpose because as men we are leaders we we are we are the leaders. We are the the shepherds of our homes. We're the leaders of our churches. We should be the leaders of our communities. We should be the light that's set on the hill. And in order to do all of that, we have to be equipped with the tools that we need to do so. And it's it's funny you brought up how the Extended
2: adolescence. First off, I need to make sure my wife knows about that definition. (laughs) I'm gonna. I'll give you credit, don't you worry? But it's funny because I thought to myself, like how how right you are. The definition of what a man is is so different. I mean, you scroll on Facebook, you look at one man's profile to another man's profile, and you 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 won't find a common denominator. I mean, other than that, they are a man. That's pretty right. much it. Cause we all like different things. We all do different things like back in the Bible times, back in, I mean, let's see early 1800s, there was a pretty defined definition of what a man was. I mean, they went to work, they provided for the family, yada, yada, yada. And that definition is still kind of, um, st- we still fit into that role. Yes. We're supposed to be the providers right. sometimes, but yeah. sometimes we're not the providers anymore. Sometimes you look right. at, uh, some Facebooks and the, or the provider of the family, which is not how it should be. Um, some people are gift, gifted into that. Um, <laughs> whatever. I've told my wife many times. She, I'd be just fine being a stay-at-home dad, but I really wouldn't be. I, would, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't sit at home. No. But I mean, it's true. You, you look at anybody's what they define as a man. It's almost like the youth at our church came to me one day and they're like, "Why do you believe what you believe?" And I'm like, uh, "I don't know." I'm not for sure. I haven't haven't heard that question before. Well, and then, and then you go up to a main, like, what is a man? And every definition is going to be different. Right. And I mean, but that's our purpose. The goal of this and the goal of the ministry that God laid on you is to help define that, to bring that definition back to it. And yes, it's still going to look different for different people because that's the whole purpose of our walk with God is he's going to bring out our stories, our purpose, our, um, Dedication to him is going to look different for each person, for each man. But overall, the general role and the biblical role of man is going to be the same for each person.
0: That's right. You know, because that's that's our when you look at what a man should look like. And in every instance of our lives, we can look at Jesus Christ for our blueprint of uh, of what what masculinity should look like. And you look at that versus what the world says masculinity looks like today and it is vastly different in so many different um, different aspects you know and we could go on and th- it's not not really really my goal in this podcast right now we may talk about it again we talked about it in prior podcasts but um, you know you can you, you can look through history and you can look at the decline in in masculinity mm-hmm. y- you know the it from all the way from like the the 1920s you know this is not a last few year deal even though it has escalated dramatically in the last few years but you look Mm -hmm. at like feminism and the industrial age and the sex movement and you know all these different things they all they've all had an attack on masculinity you look today You look today at like same sex marriages and homosexuality and transgenderism, they're trying to completely do away with everything that God put in us. You know, the to the point to where you whether you're a man or woman, it doesn't matter now. It was it was just attack on on men. But not even not even women appreciate the feminist movement Mm -hmm. anymore because they're they're taking Equality to this next level, and they're they're trying to do away with all genders altogether. Well, that also takes away from a woman, and it's it's such a dangerous place. Such a dangerous place, and um, you know, hopefully, in this podcast um, this year, we can we can really work to equip you um, as a listener to do. Truth, Um, you you know, the last podcast we talked about, you know, I don't really do um, resolutions. I I, I look for, you know, a theme for the year. And my theme this year is truth. I'm actually um, in the process of reading this book called Truth Changes Everything by uh, Dr. Jeff Myers. And he talks about big truths and little truths. Big T truths or big T truth which is the truth. There's the, everything else is little tea truths. And um, that, is, that is my goal this year, this podcast is to present truth. And the truest and most authentic form of truth, and that is the Word of God. Um, that is Jesus Christ. And so hopefully that's that's, that's going to be our goal. We have some, some exciting things that are in play. Um, we are looking to expand the podcast to some other platforms. You know, right now you can find us on, um, you, you know, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple podcasts, you, you know, anchor FM, there's all those, but we are looking to go to video podcasts this year. And so that means YouTube and, um, uh, hopefully we can get in places like, uh, um, edify and liftable and in places like that We're trying to expand it just as much as we possibly can and uh so I'm I'm excited about that those are those are things that are in play for this year be looking for them we will inform you as they happen and we are so excited about the direction that God has taken this in the direction that he is going to take this podcast mm-hmm and Kyler, I am glad that you are here with us. Um, I'm glad that, that that you have come along and have been a major part in this podcast.
2: This is the highlight of my week. I love doing this stuff. So the fact that you just asked me, I'm just this is like my break. I get to come podcast. I'm
0: like, yes, let's do it. What what are we I, talking about tonight? I love it. If I could do it full time, I would. Right. I love to These podcast. People
2: like paid just to talk all the time, like majority of the time I'm being told shut up. Right, <laughs> but, but but down here I don't get told shut up. I just get to talk. It's, I love it's it. Freaking fantastic. I, I do. I, I love it. No one to regulate you telling you you're talking too much, and it's the best thing. And I get to talk about God all the same time. Like, right. It's like like you get to you just get to talk to other men about how you feel about God, and no one's gonna tell you to shut up, even if you go on a rant. Because sometimes we go on rants all the time,
0: all the time. So yeah, time.
2: it's wonderful. Thank you for it. It's inviting. great.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, uh, some things that, that we want to talk about. So I, I've been, I've been, you know, at, since Christmas, um, since last week, last podcast, you know, all that stuff I've been looking through. And it seems like things have escalated in such a way um, coming into 2023. So, hot um you know you look at the stuff that's going on in twitter you look at uh, the things over in ukraine uh and russia and the way that they're escalating um some threats that putin you know they're talking about gold doubling um talk about bankrupting countries mm-hmm. um you know it, it's it it is a terrifying time on one hand and then on the other hand, we know that that God has put us on this earth as such a time as this. Mm-hmm. That none of this stuff that's happening has caught God off guard. We are not here by accident. Therefore, we have a purpose in all of this that is happening. And that is exciting. It's exciting to me. It should be exciting to you um, as a listener. You should, you should understand that. Um, there is purpose in in all of this, and if you have kept up with any of this stuff, you, you know, good grief! Just just Twitter, Elon Musk has has released all these Twitter files and, and and all this stuff, and every conspiracy theory that was that has been thought of about Twitter, they're all true, every one of them, and it's. <laughs> the FBI's involvement with with you know canceling people, um, their their involvement their involvement with um, you know hushing the Hunter Biden um, thing during the election of 2020, you, you know all this stuff, and to where the the election may not have been stolen per se, stolen my air quotes there but they were highly tampered with in the sense of the media realm. Definitely. You know, the way people are influenced by media and the way that they are, um, the, the way that they, they get their information, you you know, they, they talk about, you, you know, Twitter being like the, um, the electronic times square, you, you know where everything everything happens in, in Twitter you know everybody tweets every major politician every major you, you know all these people um uh, that, that tweet through to you, you know c- constantly dumping information into Twitter and the the things that you know just just that alone it's terrifying to know that our FBI has been heavily involved in canceling people, you know, shutting people down, no warrants, no nothing. They have completely overstepped their boundaries and it, it could be, it could be terrifying. Well, yeah.
2: When your government has that much control to silence you, I mean, that is terrifying. You can't say nothing. I mean, there was somebody I was looking at today was on Facebook and it said sensitive content. It was just a message from preacher. That was it. That's all yes. it was. It was like a spoken word from him and it said sensitive content. Click for more information. I click for more information and it was like some people would see this as sensitive. So if you would like to see this, you may go ahead and see this. I'm like, that's not sensitive. No. You're being sensitive is what you're being. But I mean, you can't tell. Right. Face and how activate. many, how
0: many people, how many people passed right over it because of because
2: the, the sensitive, sensitive content? Right. Yeah. You I know. almost did too. Cause I was like, who would have shared something that would have had sensitive content? Like I'm thinking like the worst possible thing in my mind, somebody got shroud or something like super violent. Cause I, well, there was some news articles I was watching over about um, a police getting shot or whatever. And so I was mm-hmm. looking to see, and I was like, Oh, well maybe it's, it has something to do with that. Cause you know how Facebook, you know, monitors kind of right. what you're doing yeah. and you kind of see ads. So like, Oh, maybe it's that. No. It was just somebody. So then I looked at the guy and I was like, no, if he did anything, it probably was like a scripture or something. And sure enough, it was. It was somebody preaching that said sensitive content. And I said, that's not sensitive. That's you censoring, pretty much. That's That's
0: exactly right. And that's That's exactly right. What
2: Twitter was doing in the first place, what the FBI is trying to do, censor it. Censor. Whoever runs the dialogue runs the country.
0: And that's, that's, that's the point. That right there. Is the point that they understand, and we need to understand? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people may say, "Well, what's what's the big deal? Why does anybody really care if people were silenced on you know on on this social media app?" You know, da da da. The reason why they are doing this is to because they are trying to control the information that they that people are seeing. Mm-hmm. It is propaganda. And they are pushing an agenda, and we, we as men as leaders, we have got we have got to be aware of of this. And you know, in, in this time, the the point that I'm trying to get to, because you can get lost in that conversation really easy. And if you if you're completely oblivious of anything that we're talking to, you need to do some research. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really need to educate yourself. I know I said that a lot last year, and you will hear me say it a lot this year. You need to educate yourself. Don't ever take anything that I say verbatim. Don't ever, don't ever take anything you see from anywhere else verbatim. You do your own research. You do your own. Um, you look for yourself. But it. My point is this: there, there are a lot of people who are confused. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who are in in fear of what is going to to happen, what is going to be, what is coming next. You know, there I've been, I've been reading this stuff um, about this meeting that they had back. I guess it was, I think it was back in October, um, y- you know, already preparing for the next pandemic in 2025. Um, the Sears S E E R. I think that's how they spelled it. S E E R S E A R something like that. I don't know. Um. The But Bill Gates is already saying, you know, there's going to be another pandemic and, you know, they, they've they got to be ready for it and da, 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 this. Yeah. And I'm like, if they if they already know. How are they not planned? You know, I, I, don't, I don't I'm not going to get off on that. I'm not
2: because. Well, well tell me how we go so long that a pandemic and then all of a sudden we're going to have one every like two or three years. Right. Like, exactly. Come on. Think about that. But yeah, that's where we get to. We get to be lazy thinkers. We let everybody do it for us. I mean, if they're going to tell me that I'm going to, we're going to another pandemic. Yeah. You know what? I bet they're right. We just had one. So why can't we have another one? And so yep. that's, that's what we've got to. we got to lazy thinkers. And as you were talking, it reminded me of we, if we, the chosen's back on, on season three now. And if guys, if you haven't watched the chosen, get on and watch the chosen it Brings a whole new meaning to who Jesus is. It brings, they do such a good job on this. But, anyways, we're there, and our pastor's talking about this all the time. They, when good things were happening, when God was talking, everybody was pushing against him. They were, they were disproving his narrative. I mean, the Sadducees mm-hmm. and the Pharisees, like everybody was going against him. They're like, no, he's lying. It's not happening. And that's exactly what they're doing today. And I believe our pastor talks all the time about how there's a big outpouring of Christians. And I believe there is. I mean, Satan would not be working this hard if there is not an outpouring of Christ somewhere, someplace. We may not see it and that's what he wants us to do. He's trying to control that that dialogue. But I believe that either we're coming into this or we're going to be in a place soon where the word of God and the gospel is just going to come to light over and over and over. And people are going to start seeing truth and they're going to start seeing how, just how that dialogue of Christianity and truth has been submerged and it's going to come to light. And it's, there's, it's no different from when Jesus walked the earth then and how they tried to shut him down as it is
0: now. That's right. That's exactly right. They they are trying to silence Jesus Christ. That mm-hmm. is the ultimate goal um, in what they're trying to do. And you can you can look at all of it, and you can you can look at it all as as individual things that are happening, but it's all one grand s- uh, scale scheme mm-hmm. from Satan himself to to discredit and deauthorize Jesus Christ. And the word and Christians and the gospel, they trying to silence it and hush it. And um, I, I heard a guy say today, and like it really, I was like, man, that's, that's really brilliant. But um, he, he was talking about Satan uh, falling for, you know, Lucifer falling from heaven. And he said, what if the people who think that maybe Lucifer was right, and that he should have had the keys. He said we're seeing the result of what heaven would look like today on earth if Satan had won. Right? Right? You you know what I mean? And so you see you see all this fear. But this this is a prime opportunity. This is the reason why it's so crucial for us as men to be on our our a game. Yeah. Because we cannot we cannot fall into this spirit of fear. We cannot allow this stuff to overwhelm us. We have to be the voice of reason, the voice of truth. This is our prime opportunity to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the people who are terrified and have no hope. They have no idea what's going on. 2023 is our year Yeah, as Christians. There is more fear, and there is constantly a push for fear um, from our media, from, you know, everything. Um, Every outlet that that you can think of is trying to push fear um, down people's throats. But we have the answer for fear. His name is Jesus. And it is our opportunity as leaders, as influencers, as men of authority, to to give them the truth about Jesus Christ. Yep. And that hope. And we we have got to equip ourselves with the opportunity to do that. That when the moment comes we are prepared. Second Peter chapter three says to be to be ready to give a defense and that, that defense, if you've ever heard me talk about apologetics before, that defense word is the same word that they use in the court of law mm-hmm. to give a defense, an argument, not 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 a yelling, screaming argument, but to give an argument of what you believe and why you believe it. And but it says to do it in gentleness and love. And we should be prepared at every, at any given time. You never know, you never know when an opportunity is going to happen. You never know when, um, when something is, is going to, uh, an opportunity is going to, uh, present itself to you. I had, um, uh, I won't tell the story real quick, then we're gonna take a break. But so the, the last three months of, of 2023 from October to December um, I took a long-term sub um, position and whenever I started I was reading that book I don't have enough faith to be an atheist and I, I, I would take it to school with me every day I'd be reading that book well I had this this um, uh, advisory class that were all seniors and so I'm sitting there reading that book, you know, I don't really know a whole lot of them, anything like that. You know, they were all pretty good. They just kind of chilled out, you know, all that good stuff. And um, one kid come up and he asked me what I was reading. So I told him, I'm like, hey, I'm reading this book. I don't have no faith to be an atheist. Probably 10 minutes later, I hear this conversation of these. He went back to his friends and one of the kids said loud enough for me to hear it, but not not speaking to me. He said, I'm an atheist because I. I've actually read the Bible and I thought, Oh boy, this is going to be good. I didn't, I didn't say anything because he wasn't talking directly to me. And so for the next three months, I just built a relationship with them. You know, they like video games. I like video games. We talked video games. We talked, you know what they were going to do after high school. You know, I just, I just talked with them every day. And um, the last day, it was it was like we had this long advisory because they were letting out of school early and all this stuff. And these boys, they they come to me and and um, one of the boys were like, "Yeah, most Christians think I'm Satan." I was like, "Well, why is that?" And he said, "Because every time they want to talk about the Bible, I can just put them in their place." I'm like, "Really? Well, like, give me an example." So this this conversation presented itself, right? And so through this conversation, to, to make a long story short, through this conversation, I was able to explain why the Bible is historically accurate. And one of these kids, these kids, they, they don't know Jesus. They, they've never been to church, but he plays Dungeons and Dragons. So, you know, we're sitting there having – and he, he said that he had created this character – that was kind of like Jesus. He said he didn't really do it on purpose, but after everything, with you know, he kind of reminded him of Jesus. And he asked me, "This is the question he asked me." He said, "How did how did Jesus really act? You know, so if I was to put this character, you know, if I wanted him to be accurate with Jesus, like what what was Jesus really like?" And so here I am. He asked he asked me, you know, here I am an advisory at the high school. And I was able to explain who Jesus really was to this kid. And you never know when the, these opportunities will, will will present themselves, and you have got to capitalize on the when they do. All right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are we're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, Demar Hamlin's injury that happened the, the early this week and uh you know like it's just so we'll be right back
3: this portion of the real men talk is brought to you by rl persons construction for over 29 years they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private municipal state and federal agencies of all types from mass grading utilities concrete of all types to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel you can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-1323
4: and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.
3: This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers' Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed Citizen Watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler.
0: All right, guys, welcome back. Um, Back here with Mr. Kyler Sal. And... uh, I want to talk a little bit about Damara Hamill's uh, injury that happened uh, Monday, Monday night during the football game. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I'm sure it's been all over every social media, every TV station, every everything. (laughs) But he had went into cardiac arrest um, after taking a hit during the Bills and Cincinnati football game. On Monday night, um, it's awful. My prayers go out to him, um, and hopefully, he is he has a full recovery and can get back to playing football, um, the things that he loves. <coughs> Excuse me, but the point that I want to make: I, I was watching this. I, I was at the gym, and Tuesday after it had happened. And uh, Tuesday morning, and I was, you know, I, I seen it on ESPN. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, um, but I had seen it on there, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" What you, you know? And I'm watching the devastation of the the Bills players. You know, rightly so. You know, here they are. They have, you know, this teammate, basically a family member, um, right there on the field, collapse. They had to do CPR. Um, took him, took him to the hospital. From what I understand, if I understand it right, the hit take took place at just the right time that set his heart into cardiac arrest. And it is it is terrifying. And but I, I was watching I was watching this and I was watching all these players and I and I noticed something. I noticed that. I seen so many people praying on that field. Uh, praying together, you, you know they were they were down on their knees. And you you know obviously either either showing showing respect to to what was going on or they were praying. Um, I seen I, I see. I, I wish I would have got his name um, on ESPN. There was a newscast anchor that 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 prayed right there. You know at, on ESPN um, for the. For Demar Hamlin's. I, I, I'm hoping I, I'm saying his name right, Demar. Um, and you know, I see all this stuff, and I think, how many of those people have ever even prayed before? You know, here we are. We have probably the most physically fit person, not not only, but one of the one of the most physically fit people you you know the the guy's like twenty four years old playing the nFL you know it, probably honestly one of the most physically fit people in the world um and, and goes into cardiac arrest right here on the field if it can happen to him you know i'm i'm forty years old I'm overweight, you know, I don't eat right. I go to the gym, whatever, but I am not one of the most physically fit people. He doesn't actually lift guys. He just goes to the gym. (laughs) You should know that now. Yeah. I just go to the gym and
2: watch ESPN. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's what I've gotten out of the story. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) What's what's on TV today? He just needed time alone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, why not? 20 bucks a month. (laughs) anyways, but I'll do, I'll do fairness. You're right. I mean, if if it can happen to him, I mean, I'm not far from 24. I mean, I'm 29. So, I mean, that's, that hits home with me. I mean, it could, I could just be at school teaching and go down. I mean, it's happened to people. I've got athletes who they're exercising. They are in the pool and we have three, three of them. I want to say that, either have some type of asthma problem or just randomly pass out. I mean, and these are young kids Mm -hmm. um, and just these health issues, they they're not oblivious to age. They're not concerned with age. They don't care what your age is. It can happen at any
0: time, any point in your life. I mean, look at him. Right. You know, and, and it really just kind of kind of goes to show, you know, two things, you know, like I had said, you know, how many, how many of those people have ever prayed before? You know how many of those people have ever thought of God during their during their football games, during their practices, during their lives, or anything? Then tragedy hits, and it truly is a tragedy. And again, my my heart goes out to him and his family. You know, my prayers go out to him and his family, and hopefully, they can have a you know he ha- he can have a full recovery. But, but. I, I, I see all these people praying, or all this stuff, and it's like, guys, it, you know this is this is stuff that should have been happening all along. Because the second thing that that I see whenever I look at this this incident, we are not promised tomorrow. We are not we are not promised the next moment. Every every breath that we take is a gift of God. Every breath. And so many times, and I am just as guilty of it as anybody else, so many times we take so for granted of the gift of life that God gives us that that when we when we do anything we forget to thank god for for it we forget to thank god for the the the, the things that he does for us every day we th- we forget to give him any glory or honor at all mm-hmm. but when tragedy hits he's the first person we want to go to we want to treat him more like a genie in a bottle than we do a savior or a king or a lord you know, somebody who lords over our lives and or a king that we we have to answer to all the time. We don't we don't like to think of that side of, of Jesus, you know, being the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We, we like the savior side of it, you know, where he forgives us of our sins. And but then we just kind of want to just let everything else go to the side you, you know, we, that's, that's as deep as our relationship. We want our relationship to go with Jesus. And if, if you don't honor him in everything else, when tragedy hits, sometimes it's because God's trying to get our attention. You know, we could, we could advert some things, not everything. Not, you know, life happens, you, you know, the, the, Life in general happens, but the things that that God allows us to go through to get our attention, we wouldn't have to. You know, God doesn't send tragedy our way. Sometimes God just simply pulls His hand of protection away from us. It's like, all right, here you go. You want to do it on your own? I'll let you do it on your own. You know, we see it in the Bible. You know, you look at you look at Saul. Um, the king, he was never meant to be king. He, he, you know, when when they Samuel was going to look for a king, you know, here Saul was. He he had the appearance of a king, all that stuff. You know, God's like, no, you, you know, he's like, oh, th- this is this is it. And God's like, okay, if you want your king, you can have your king. And we see what had happened, you know, because because of that. And the turmoil that that had happened um, in Israel because of him, you know, his unrestlessness and and the decisions that he made and so on and so forth. Sometimes God just leaves us to our own demise because we're too stubborn to listen to him in the first place. Right. And.
2: Well, and sometimes, and this was in the devotion I was reading today, um, it was. The analogy is perfect for this instance. Sometimes God is leading us through the hard place on purpose. And He, this guy was looking at the Israelites and how they were leaving Egypt and they were on their way out. And they could have went straight through Babylon and that would have got them right to Canaan land. Got the promised land, they would have been right through there. But God was afraid. He said, if I take my people that way, they're going to see the war. They're going to see everything's happening. And they're going to realize how... like." they would have changed their thinking and be like, well, you know, maybe we didn't have it as bad back in Egypt. So they just would have returned back to Egypt and God would have never got them to where they needed to be. So they had to go through the suffering. They had to go through the hard times and the hard troubles to get exactly to where they needed to be. And yeah, God can let us go the easy way, but sometimes that easy way is going to end up being the longer way overall because yes, they had to wander through the wilderness. Yes, they they spent a little bit more time than they needed to on that path. But just think of how much longer it would have been if God would allowed them to go through Babylon. He would have had them to, t- they would have probably, I mean, he, he foresaw it. I mean, he's God. He knows it all. They would right. have turned around back to Egypt. So, how much longer would their tribals and tribulations and all, everything else, all their trials, not tribulations, trials, um, how much longer would that have been in their history if they would have went straight through Babylon, if, if God would have let us take the easy way? Right. How. How much longer would we have had the season? Sometimes, yes, we have to go through the fog. We have to go climb the mountain. We have to take the hardships. And there are times in my life where, like right now, money's tight. I mean, it is. And so we're we're doing everything that we can. And I'm constantly like googling how can we like part time jobs. What, what can we do? What's what's extra? And the you were talking about your theme earlier, and. The theme that God has put in my heart for this year is just gratitude. Just just be thankful for what you have. And mm-hmm. we're always trying to go to the next step. We're always trying to go a little bit more. And gratitude means living in that moment because you're not promised tomorrow. Yeah, I can sit there on the couch for 30 minutes and I can look at what how else I can make money. But those 30 minutes, I'm never going to get back with my girls. I'm never going to get back with my kids. Those 30 minutes might be, I don't want to sound dramatic when I say this, but it might be the last 30 minutes I have with my kids. Right. And what did I do? And the Lord, he's constantly putting that on my heart. He's constantly like checking me in my spirit saying like, even with Facebook, like he's put in my spirit to read a little bit more. And yeah, that's because I don't need Anthony to one up me with another book this month that he's read. And I'm in the negatives right now, as far as book wise, but. I, he he's putting in my spirit to just be grateful for what you have in the season and yes i've been like brandon lake's song gratitude's on repeat constantly in my head in my mind cuz it's just such a good song but and yes it was one of the top songs and that's not the reason why but god just wants us to be thankful for what we have and he's not promised us in the other part of the devotion that I was reading today was, God has only promised us a limited time on Earth, and nobody knows what that time is. It could be seventy years, it could be one hundred twenty years. Some people believe back in the thing was like Psalms ninety ten. Um, David says seventy years or eighty years. But if you if you think about it and you look at that timeline, and like Anthony, you are at forty. Mm-hmm. You would th- you would think yeah. to yourself, I've only got thirty years left. Mm-hmm. How would that change your tomorrow? Right like put it in perspective. Like if you sat there, everybody's like, well, we don't know when we're going to die. You're right. But God gives you a guideline. I mean, it's for sure no more than 120 years. That's back in Genesis. So, you know, you're only going to live to be 120. But look, if you go and you do your research, most people, 70 to 80s is where they're at. So, you you know, I mean, yes, God can provide longer, but think to yourself, you're over halfway done. Right. So, how how are you going to finish out your life? How are you going to finish out the rest of the chapters? How is your book going to end? You need to think about that every single day. Uh,
0: another thing that people don't understand that um, there is purpose in suffering. And I know that we talked about that you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't know. It was probably three or four weeks ago now. Um, we had talked about the purpose of suffering. But you, you know, when, when people go through tragedies and different things like that, I was listening to this guy and he was talking about how he couldn't see how God. There was a God, okay. So he said every time that he sees a God, it, the context of people talking about God, He is all powerful and He is all good, okay. He said. And then I look at earthquakes and you, you know, ch- you know, child leukemia, and I see t- you know tsunamis and you know all this stuff killing people. So that tells me either either God is not all powerful or He is not all good. And this is this is a common concern for a lot of people um, when when you get into things that have happened with like Demar Hamlin, um, you know, people are like why why do bad things happen? You know, why do but you know we're like oh God help us, but then we're like we don't understand what's going on, you, you know, and it is so vitally important for us to understand that there is purpose in, in our suffering. You know, again, our hearts go to, to, to Damar and his family, but there, there are reasons and there are, there's purpose in our suffering. Mm -hmm. And what we have to do is we have to trust God. We have to trust Him that He knows what's going on. You know, whether, you know, a lot, a lot of times, life just happens. You know, right. the world is, is broken. People are broken. And life, like, it just takes a turn for the worst. And then we, well, we blame – go ahead. Well, you got to think
2: about it. Going back to that question that you asked or that the the guy posed, that either God is not all-powerful or he's not all-good. One of the two, like you're, you're defining God in a way, but you realize like going back to DeMar Hamilton too, in that situation, like how, how many times had they like thoroughly sought out God before that time? Like a relationship is a two way street, but most of the time people only want to talk to God or go to God when they're suffering, when something bad is happening. It's almost like that friend, that friend who only talks to you when they need something. Yes. Like how many people, why would God, I'm not saying God's not always there for us because he is, but there are times where, I mean, if you were God, why would you do something for somebody who only wants something from you all the time? Like right. they don't ever like check on you. Like there are times where I just look at God and I'm like, Hey, how are you doing today? Like, mm. and there's, I mean, there are times that he answered me. There are times he doesn't. I just move on about my life. Like you have to have a genuine want, a genuine, a genuine relationship relationship with the lord it's got to be a two-way street i mean he is god and he wants to have relationships but you can't have a relationship if it's only one and i mean yeah and if you if you go through life only seeking out god when things get bad yeah you're gonna have that aspect in your head of yeah i only god all is either not good or he is not all powerful one of the two You've got to, right. you, you you have to feed into it. You can't just think that God is there only in the bad times. You've got to praise him in the good times too. That's right.
0: You know, it's like, if, if somebody, um, how, do I, how do I put this? If somebody makes a car, okay, perfect. And somebody that is, Driving this car. Okay. So you have a creator of this car, then the other person that is driving this car. And the person that is driving the car does something absolutely ignorant and wrecks it. Do you blame the person who created the car? No. Hmm. You blame the driver. And so many times we people automatically go to the creator for, for doing, you know, for blaming the creator for what. We did as hum- humanity. You know, when Adam sinned, he broke. Not only did he bring sin into each and every one of us, but he also brought sin into the world. The world itself became broken. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible talks about how the earth itself groans, and it it is it in itself sin has affected the earth. We don't we don't blame the creator for that. It's it's humanity's fault. It's sin. That that is in in us that has that has caused it to be the way that it is, yeah. and so many times we overlook it. So many times we, we just are quick to blame, you know. But the truth is, is that we are not promised tomorrow. That God loves us; He has created us with a purpose, and even in times that we don't understand. And this is this is something we need to catch early this year, and, I, and I'm glad that we're able to talk about it in this podcast. That even when we don't understand, God has a purpose. Mm-hmm. He has a plan. He is for us. He is not a. He is. He is for us. No. You're cutting out real bad. What about now? Testing one, two, you're testing. Still enough? I'm good now? No, you're, be- you're better. Yeah. Okay. He is for us and not against us. He loves us. He has got a plan for us. He has got a purpose for us. And we have to search for that purpose. We have to search for that plan that we can insert ourselves into this plan that God has for us. And and in this new year, we need to strive to find that purpose, to find that plan, to find the theme that God has got for us for this year, that we understand that, that God has got a place for us, and that when we find that vein, when we find that, that purpose, that place, when we begin to operate in it, things will happen. Things that we cannot imagine, things that we do not understand in a good way, things that are out, you know, that that will blow our minds. Things will begin to happen. So here we are. The first podcast of 2023, um, Hopefully everything. Um, I know we had some some technical errors. You may have may have heard me sound like a robot a little bit. I apologize, um, but know that if you if you ever need to contact us, you can always contact us at realmen dot at com. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Real Men Ministries, Real Men Talk and know that going into this year God has got a plan for your life you know you may not understand what is going on you may have hit tragedy just like the 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 Hamlins family you you, you may have had that but there is purpose there is purpose in this you may not see it now you may not understand it now but there is Uh, know that we love you We are looking forward to what God has got in 2023 and let's, let's go out in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities and of our churches and teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus name we pray,
1: amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service.
3: Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today and by the Jewelers' Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk.
4: To join in the conversation join us on thursday nights at 6 30 p.m we gather with other like-minded christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families we show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of christ join us at the palace of praise Located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.